Hi, and welcome to this edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. Our mission here at Fresh Hope for Mental Health is to empower you to live well in spite of your mental health challenge by sharing insights through interviews, practical tools for living well, encouragement and courage for overcoming all from a Christian perspective. And now, here's your host, Pastor Brad Hafes. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Fresh Hope for Mental Health. I'm Brad Hafes, your host. Our purpose here on Fresh Hope for Mental Health is to empower you to live a faith-filled, rich, and full life in spite of having a mental health diagnosis. Well, today I can honestly say I have somebody on the podcast that I've interviewed before and is a friend. Um, Now, we're not necessarily close friends, and it's been a while since we've seen each other, but Kay Warren from uh, California and uh, formerly um, on staff at Saddleback Church, and she and her husband Rick started Saddleback Church. I'm glad to have you with me today. Oh, Brad, it's always good to talk to you. It's always good. And like you said, it's it's been a little while since we've been together in person, but there was there was this thing called COVID that just kept us all apart from seeing each other. Oh, and uh, yeah. just, it's just good to be with you today. Yeah, well, it's good to be with you. You and Rick have just gone through um, a whole transition, right? Uh, a whole transition, <laughs> yes. It, it Transition is not for the faint of heart. It it is <clears throat> it is a long process and uh-huh. uh, it's a good one, but it but it's long and it's hard. You don't you don't stop doing something for forty two and a half years. You know our our entire adult lives have mm-hmm. been here in this one place. So uh-huh. it's massive change. Yeah, yeah. Now you're still living in the same community, same house. I just yes. I would. Yeah, we're still. Yeah, we're still here in Orange County. Don't intend to go anywhere else. Yeah, you uh, wouldn't we, need this to. Is home. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, need this to. Is when, home. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys doing now? What are you up to? Well, I'm continuing. Um, you know, I'm continuing the ministry that I do, particularly for parents of kids of any age who have mental health challenges called Breathe. Uh We do retreats and uh, calls and resources, and uh, it's it's basically to help parents with the help I didn't have Mm. when my son had a mental illness, uh, when he was alive. There were just... There was just a lack of spiritual and emotional and Mm. respite help and yeah. and so I just have such great joy in being able to provide some of that to other parents. So that's mostly what I'm doing. Um, Rick, on the other hand, has had an awful lot of health problems the last oh. um, 18 months. He has an autoimmune condition that has been really pretty brutal on oh on his body. Yeah, so he has he kind of limped his way through his last year of leadership at Saddleback and is in a bit of a holding pattern trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to um, manage this. It's not a life-threatening autoimmune disorder, but uh-huh. it is certainly a life-altering uh, one. So, yeah. you know, in, in all honesty, he's he's physically in a lot of pain a lot of the time. So love for your listeners to, you know, pray for him and pray for his health to yeah. Improve enough so that he can do the the things that God has has called him to do. 
Yeah, yeah, boy, we we will be praying about that because uh, thank you. Yeah, that certainly when you're looking to do this new chapter of life, you're he's probably raring to go and physically not able to go. Oh yeah, his brain, you know, and his mind are active, but yeah. his body is not having it. Oh, so um, yeah. you know, we're well, we are. Spending a lot of time with uh, figuring out medical stuff these days. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell them we'll be praying. And, Thank uh, you so much. Better better watch out when um, Pentecostal Lutherans pray. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe that's the missing piece. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I haven't talked to Pentecostal Lutherans, and that will be well, exactly what the Lord needs to yeah, have us well, activate. I think some some people would say, "Is there such a thing?" <laughs> so uh, there must be, because there you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Kay, I'm so appreciative of the fact that you're going to be joining us on Voices of Hope on February 11th at our virtual conference. We're excited to have you as one of our speakers, and um, thank you for being willing to do that. Um, really grateful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, why don't you tell our listeners what, what you're going to be talking about? Well, I'm in the track on uh, trauma and grief because uh-huh. that is where I have lived for, it's been, this is the 10th anniversary of, of our son's death by suicide or death from mental illness. Uh-huh. Both are true. Um, so for the last decade, uh, I have lived in that, that space of trauma and, and daily grief. So it's, it's near to my heart, you know, um, I, I, I'm calling it, um, facing darkness, finding hope, Mm. because I think when you experience trauma or grief of any kind, it, it can start to feel like a prison or this endless loop that you can't get out of mm-hmm. or, or you can't recover from. And mm. over these, you know, last years, I have really uh, walked that hard path. And while I can say this is, this is the absolute truth, life will never be the same again mm-hmm. as it was before we lost our child. It is good again. Good. And yeah. that is, that is probably the most hopeful thing when someone told me that initially, I really didn't believe it mm-hmm. because the grief was so overwhelming and um, mm-hmm. just had us flat on our faces. And I could not envision a future in which life would be good again. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I can I can say from my own experience and talking to probably thousands of other people in this in the last years that it's true. Life will never be the way it was before the tragedy or mm-hmm. the trauma or mm-hmm. the grief that that you know you're going through. But the hopeful part is life will be good again. Mm. And so I I want to talk about that of how to face the darkness. I think that's one of the first ways of 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 moving through, not moving past, not mm-hmm. moving over, but moving through grief yep. and trauma is learning how to face the darkness yeah. and, and, and looking for the hope that, that is there and, and it's there. Yeah. It's just not usually right on the surface. Right. And right. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. Great. Well, um, you know, since you and I've seen each other um, and 
been at a meeting out in Washington, D.C. I think it's the last time I saw you. And um, the one thing that we've done is we've gotten very involved in leading trauma healing groups for people through the American Bible Society and the Healing Trauma Mm -hmm. Institute. Mm -hmm. And we've also written a curriculum called um, uh, Hope Coaching, where we teach people how to help somebody process to move from hopelessness to hope within, Mm. you know, a a messy situation or whatever. But the one thing that we've come to really understand is Christians are notorious when people are grieving and hurting and are in pain. Christians are really notorious at using what I would call toxic positivity, you know, kind Mm. of like sugarcoating the pain but not allowing people to really express their pain and to process Mm -hmm. it. That's the only way you can do it, right? You've got to face the darkness, like you said, and you got to go through it. And that's not fun. It's not. It's hard work. We would all prefer to go around, you know, the darkness or around. Build a bridge over it or something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or can I just parachute from here to there, um, you know, and just bypass the painful of of the grief and the reality, but there is no other way through. Right. There just isn't. Yep. You gotta um, go but through. I suppose the hopeful part, though, is is there is a way through, and there is a yeah. companion on the way through, and yes. there is a friend who walks with us. Yeah, yeah. And when we can't walk, he'll carry us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit heavy <laughs> for him to carry all the time, but I'm riding all the time, wow. I tell you. Um, you know what? He promises to do it no matter where we find ourselves on that scale. He yeah. will carry us, yeah. and he does. Yep, he does. Now, um, you know, to our knowledge, Voices of Hope will be the first ever um, conference that's being led by peers for peers. Um mm. You know, with rare exception, all of our speakers are speaking um, to those who, atw- who will be attending um, from a perspective of having been there, having lived yeah. through. And mm-hmm. um, so why do you think that's important? Why why is it important for you with your ministry, with the parents that um, you're ministering to through Breathe? Um, why do you think that's so important? Or what piece of the process does that fill? Well, you know, I think peer, excuse me, peer support, peer counseling, peer um, led uh, anything is always the strongest way to both teach or to inform or educate or encourage because there is just no substitute for having been there, done that, mm-hmm. um, no matter what it is, um, the people—it just doesn't. It's like it's so obvious that you just want to kind of like smack yourself in the head <laughs> and go, "Well, duh!" Of it's so obvious mm-hmm. yeah. of the benefit of of peer-led anything. Um, there is a place for professionals. We need the professionals. Yes, yeah. We need the people who have their, you know, PhDs and their MDs mm-hmm. and their all the letters behind their name. We need the professionals. But to try to do 
anything of great meaning or value uh, on any level without people who've been there and done that is short-sighted. It will never reach the, it will never have the same impact. Mm -hmm. It will never um, reach the largest amount of people. It will never bring the comfort um, or the hope of, of, of peers talking to peers. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's the Me Too movement or in mental Mm -hmm. health or in um, you name it. Somebody who's walked a path and then turns around and sees somebody else coming behind and reaching out a hand and saying, listen, I've been where you've been. Take my hand. I know the, I know the road. I know how to get through this path. I know what it's like. I, I will be your guide. I will be your, your friend. I will be um, your support. There's just absolutely nothing like it. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Well, you know, the thing is, is that um, AA has understood this for years. Absolutely. And um, if, if, if recovery could be taught or if hope could be taught, um, that would be great. But, our, uh, you know, recovery is caught <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you catch mm-hmm. it from people who've been doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as you know, I like to focus on that word hope and the research and all of that. And it's interesting that... When you hear somebody talk about going through something that you're living through at the time, um, that in and of itself just gives you hope. It, it Absolutely. Because hearing somebody else's story, that's why I guess the Lord tells us, tell your testimony. But I think, exactly. I think we should get to There's the some part. There's genius in that, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Divine genius Imagine in that. that. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that uh, the idea of the testimony, so many times as Christians, we cut out the ugly parts. And yeah. the, that's the part people need to hear to give them hope, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. I always tell the guys in jail when I'm teaching, um, I tell them i know some of you have been on the news you've uh you know either (laughs) murdered somebody or you know and i always say but i've been on the news more than any one of you or all of you combined and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden i have street crud with them you know yeah Yeah. um and they can get hope from that you know um so talk to me about what it is that uh, as you talk with parents as a peer and somebody going through it, like, would you just um, talk to a person right now who maybe has an adult child or a child going through mental health issues? Um, what what do you say? What What are some immediate important things that you would want them to know? One of the first things I say is it's not your fault. Mm. Because um, I think that our, you know, it's pretty common to to get a lot of judgment from other family members or friends mm-hmm. or church members or pastors, mm-hmm. you know, that you go and seek help. And people just have this knee-jerk reaction of basically saying 
even if they don't say it, they just kind of look sideways at you. And for many times they feel like it's a parenting issue, but it's all a mm-hmm. parenting issue, mm-hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, if you were a better parent, then your child would not be having these struggles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they make it all a spiritual issue, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which you're so familiar with. If you, um, if you were a better Christian, you know, mm-hmm. if you trusted God more, if you prayed more, if you did, if you did whatever the X, Y, Z in your particular church is that somehow is supposed to be the magic bullet. Um, so there's just so much judgment when you mm-hmm. have a child who has of any age who has a mental illness or mental health challenge is yeah. just to say, it's not your fault. Are you a perfect parent? No. Have you done it all right? No. Did you make some big mistakes? Yes. But is it your fault that your child has mental health challenges? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's not just a spiritual issue. We're whole beings. Right. And so I try to encourage parents to look for support for their their loved one in a holistic way. Yep. There's physical support. Have you, you know, check them out with the doctor. There are some kind of medical conditions that can lead to um, mental health challenges, things mm. that mimic mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's like, check out physically. Are there emotional um, issues? Are there mm-hmm. relational issues? Are there spiritual issues? Mm-hmm. And then therapeutically, you know, I, I just, we're holistic. You've got to yep. go body, soul, and spirit. So mm-hmm. in seeking help for their loved one, they need to go and approach it from body, soul, and spirit. But as they are looking for comfort or help or support themselves, you need it on all those levels. You need support Mm -hmm. for your body physically. You need support for your mind and how you're thinking and how the Mm -hmm. mind of Christ, you know, applies. And then you need to about spiritually, emotionally, where, where do you need healing in this? Mm -hmm. So I think the very first thing is it's not your fault. This is not just a spiritual issue. And, and then I really spend a lot of time um, encouraging parents to be very realistic. Uh, we were talking about that just a few minutes ago, mm. about um, that sometimes in, in the church, we want to just bypass the mm-hmm. painful or mm-hmm. the hard parts of our story or, or how our story makes us feel. Right. And we want to just move past that into the more optimistic, positive, what we would consider positive faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I, I just, I'm convinced that we, we do have to look at reality. And when you do, it's going to be hard and there's going to be some grief. Mm-hmm. But from that grief, there can be um, a new kind of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, again, your word. But, but I try to encourage parents to know that to get to walk down this long journey with your child, a pretty faith, you know, this a bedazzled, shiny faith isn't going to take you where you need to go. You need mm-hmm. a gritty faith. You need a tough, gritty, mm. non-bedazzled like yeah, faith gritty faith that That's, will carry you. Yeah, yeah. Because again, it's it's like you said with grief, you've got to go through it. You can't. And and just like a parent, you know, I've had to tell or been there when parents have found out that their child maybe has Down syndrome. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's okay. Grieve what you think you're you know, they thought their child Mm -hmm. was going to be such and thus. Now it's different. You're going to grieve. It's okay. Right. And, uh, uh, 
through that grief. Grief is a natural response to to loss or absolutely, absolutely. And grief is not a weakness of faith. Um, it, we, you know, and grief is not our enemy, right? And if you don't process your pain, your pain will deal with you at some point. And it will. Yeah. And, you know, it's better to process it and uh, to go through it. Is there anything? Well, and just, well, I was just going to say, uh, you you said it right there at the end. You said it's better to go through it. And I was going to say, and and it's better to go through it not alone. It's better to go through it with another person. And that's one of the values of, as you were talking earlier, about peers leading mm-hmm. peers yep. or or getting help. It's the whole idea of you're not alone. You are mm-hmm. not the only one. Mm-hmm. That kind of grief and trauma and pain and mental health challenges can make you feel like you are the only one and you yep. are so screwed up and you are such a mess. And, yep. and if you people are so only weak, knew, and, if they only and knew. If people, and the thing is, the people sitting right next to you are likely – because when it's one in five yep. people in the United States are living with a mental health challenge, well, my goodness, be in a room of 50 people and there are at least 10 other people who mm-hmm. are experiencing what you're experiencing or some Right, some and then there's, so, there could be at least another two people that love them that are like exactly. the parents. And it's pretty much, you know, and it's amazing, many churches just, don't realize that there is this really horrible or difficult uh, crisis going on in our country, and especially mm-hmm. since the pandemic. So I, you yep. know, I can't imagine how many parents there are that are just worried sick about their kids. Yep, and you're not alone. There are so yep. many of us, and when we tell our story, or when we ask for help, or when we say, um, hey, I'm having a hard time, um, whether that's as an individual or as a family member, that's when that's when help can become available. That's yeah. that's when, you know, hope begins mm-hmm. when when we say, I need help. Yeah. Yep. So how do people find out about Breathe? How do they where do they go and um you know, to find out to Yeah, connect my with website, um yep, my website, kwarren.com has um, lots of resources. Um, you know, I, I, it's a curated site, meaning I have collected resources from all sorts of other places mm-hmm. and um, taken the best of what government agencies, what mental health agencies, what resource, you know, and, and mm-hmm. put it, tried to put it in one place um, because that was one of the things I struggled with as a parent is I just didn't know where to get help. I didn't know yeah. whose rep, whose information to trust. And, yeah. you know, the internet's kind of this bottomless pit and it, it was overwhelming. So I just tried to collect about grief, about suicide, about mental illness, about trauma, and put that in one place. And then there's a specific um, part of the website that talks about the events for parents and an upcoming retreat that we right. have. And um, yeah, so kwarren.com. Kwarren.com. That's easy enough. Yeah. And um, I really appreciate you being on with me today. And I'm looking forward to February 11th. And um, 
we've got people registering every day. If if you're interested in attending Voices of Hope, go to the freshhope.us site, and it's right there on the front page. You can click there and register. It's free um, for 12 hours, and uh, you can listen to all of it, parts of it or whatever. And then if you want, you can. Um, there's a small fee for having access to it for the next year. So um, we've got a lot of great people but speaking, but Kay Warren is one of them. And uh, so I'm glad that you took time to listen to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Kay. And um, really, God bless you and Rick. And uh, we love you guys. We think the world of you. And um, we're going to be praying for him to be well. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brad. And God bless you and your family. And Thank you. Um, again, just so excited to be a part of this event. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, if you'd leave a, a, a review or comment on iTunes, especially, that helps other people find it. And uh, yes, uh, Fresh Hope, we've got a couple of books and we've got other resources. Just go to freshhope.us. I'd encourage you to check out Kay's group and the retreats and the resources that she has at kaywarren.com because really, my friends, uh, those of you who are parents who love a child um, who has a diagnosis or mental health challenge, I have seen so many people struggle and and worry and fret and and develop anxiety themselves and depression. And so uh, you got to take care of yourself. Uh, it's putting your oxygen mask on first, you know. Um, anyway, thank you again for listening. And this has been another edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. You've been listening to Fresh Hope for Mental Health. If you have an opportunity, please review, share, and subscribe to the Fresh Hope for Mental Health podcast on iTunes or on the service that you use. We encourage you to share our podcast on social media with your friends and family. Previous podcasts of Fresh Hope for Mental Health can be found at freshhopeformentalhealth.com, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. Fresh Hope is one of the leading networks of faith-based peer support groups internationally. For more information about Fresh Hope, go to freshhope.us.